Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I am Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? You give it some careful consideration there before you enunciated it. I've got to think this through. Who who am I? Too many mistakes. (laughs) Yeah, too much confusion about my own personal identity. Who am I right now? Really? Who really do I represent? What Sam has turned up today. <laughs> so it's uh, the Kickstart Odyssey again. Uh, we, we felt as though we were at the end of it last time. Um, but we'll we'll have another go. Um, I'm looking through my notes. We're quite near the end, I think. We were just at the bit. It's in the first round. And John Lampkin is about to take part, who we've previously revealed is related somehow to... Was it Dougie Lampkin who did the wheelie all around the Isle of Man TT track? 31-mile <laughs> wheelie. Yeah. That needs to be looked at further, I think. I think that, that needs to be assessed. perhaps needs a deep dive. I think it probably does, yeah. It's, uh, it's on YouTube, I think. Oh, I should mention as well what the, the YouTube... Clippers that were our source material on this one, um, and what you need to be looking for is part one, full season kickstart 1986 motorcycle trials trial part one. Um, any variation on that should help you find it. And there's more than one episode on that YouTube clip, and it, it leads on to others. I think the whole series is there in in a kind of a thread. If you want to watch it unfurl, uh, we're just doing this first episode for now. Um, it feels like more than enough uh, so John Lampkin uh, Peter Purvis tells us that John Lampkin was one of the fastest last year uh, but of course Eddie Lejeune who we saw earlier on it just ate up the course Eddie Lejeune just turned up took yeah. the piss piss tight yeah uh, is that it is that all you got yeah fucking okay, I'll do that on my fucking eyes shut oh I've got to do it backwards later on have I yeah no problem whatever mm-hmm. um so John Lampkin is kind of Eddie Lejeune's closest rival, I think, from what they're saying. But um, not a great round. He has three penalties. He goes over the front of the pyramid thing, gets a little bit overexcited, mm. and goes over the front of that. Um, and he, he ends up finishing second so far after the first round. But when you're looking at it, and you look at that massive log thing that, that that's on the on the truck. Those huge, mm. they're all like 
big wooden cotton reels, aren't they? Yeah, logs. <laughs> and Lo- is it, this, bo- this show is as much about logs as it is about motorbiking. You do know that, right? It's a it's a it's a very uh, wood friendly. I mean, I, I certainly now at this age, I don't know if I felt the same when I was a kid watching it, but now I'm much more tuning in for the log content than I am for yeah. the motorbike content because I love to see logs. I love to be around logs. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like it's mm. it's a forest adventure. This is as close to a real life. Um, Return of the Jedi on the moon planet of Endor as you could get and I think that's what Purvis sort of saw it as because he by this stage he'd become very he'd become like how Alex Ferguson became at Manchester United he was running things from top to bottom yeah in his pomp yeah wasn't he he presided over it he was yeah and he was just like uh, he had a vision and everyone else was there just to service his vision and he was like, "I need a forest. I need a, a, a I need a forest wilderness. I need logs yeah. fucking everywhere, and I well, need I'm motorbike. Some logs on trucks. I'm not going to do the specifics. I just know I need a lot of logs and at least one truck. And I'm going to get Jack Stites over from the states, <laughs> and he can deal with the fine detail. He's yeah. got a brain. He's got he's imagination. The, he's, he's the got details a man. I'm the vision man." Yeah. I mean, yeah, Imperial Fierce Purvis. This is this is yeah. the mid eighties. He's done Blue Peter. He's got this going on. He yeah. does the darts now and again. He's also doing it's, some ad campaigns as well, wasn't he? Wasn't he involved in some? Was it pet insurance or something of that nature? Might have been. I feel as though double glazing might have double glazing. It was yeah. That feels yeah. like might, what he might have done. That's so probably it was the, gold, it was the golden era of double glazing, wasn't it? Yeah, because you had Ted Malt as well, who was that yeah. farmer. He was yeah. inexplicably famous for being a farmer. Mate, I know he his was... daughter. Ted Malt? Yeah. Wow. She's an old family friend. I never met Ted Malt. I think he'd passed wow. away before I got to know her. Yeah. Get yeah, yeah. of that. Fucking hell. You never yeah. cease to amaze me, Delaney. It's pretty amazing um, stuff, that, isn't it? But I must say, I've never... I think he passed away when she was still quite young. I've never really uh, like dug a deeper, but I can I, I can do if you want me to. <laughs> Chrissy Shrimpton style. Yeah, it would be Get very similar to that. Do you fancy what you're doing next summer? Fancy joining me and the family in the Isle of Wight? No, there's no hidden agenda. It'd just be nice to spend some I, time with you. <laughs> I may or may not sit down on the beach with you and pump you for information on your late father, Ted Bolt. So... Bet you got a lot of. Uh, bet you got some uh, very nice prices on your double glazing in the eighties, didn't you? In your house, <laughs> you know what I'm referring to. Yeah, that bit where he used to drop the feather in front of the window and it just sailed out to the floor. <laughs> Lovely stuff. Tell me more about who came up with that idea originally. Was it the adverts director? I bet it was Ted, wasn't it? Yeah, knew it. <laughs> he was a farmer. He probably had feathers in his hair. In his fucking boots apparently by trade he weren't a farmer originally he was a jazz musician (laughs) (laughs) he fell into the farming and does all glazing stuff (laughs) and the jazz dried up (laughs) but he was on uh, he was on a recent repeat of Bullseye that I was watching late at night as he came came on as the celebrity uh, the the pro dart player that has to throw 301 and 9 darts sometimes they get a celeb on instead of a pro dart player. And they give him a 60-head start. Uh, and Ted Malt was one of them. He did all right. He fared quite well. I think he got about 190, something like that, which is pretty good. The best one to come on 
as the uh, as the pro dart player, but a celebrity was Tessa Sanderson. Oh, and she she just won. I think it was the gold in the Olympics uh, mm. doing the javelin. Mm. So she came on with a huge dart. No, a massive prop dart. Fuck it, that's Javelin hilarious. Style. Yeah. yeah, that was great, great. They were rolling in the aisles. They were. So um, yeah, Ted Mould. Um, how do we get at Ted Mould? Uh, double glazing, Peter double Purvis. Glazing. Peter Purvis, Purvis in his imperial stage. Imperial yeah. Face All I would quickly say about that is there's not nowadays there's not enough programs set in the woods. Like when I obviously we've talked before about how I love Dick Turpin largely because it just all took part in the woods. Right, mm. Dick Turpin lived and worked. Did most of his mm. operations were in the woods. Ditto, Robin of Sherwood. Right. Yeah. So those yeah. were dramas, but then on top of that. You had, like, um, what do they call this? Um, uh, what do they call this genre of programme? Is it something entertainment? This. Yeah. Is it... Factual a, entertainment? Factual entertainment, <laughs> that's it, yeah. So, fact-ent. They had, fact they had yeah. woods-slash-forest-based fact-ent as well yeah. as drama, right? And yeah. now... They, and I just loved the idea of the woods when I was a kid. Maybe it was because I was from the city... I just loved woods, and now mm. I don't know if there's enough wood content out there for well, the kids. I, I think, I think, but for kids, no, it's gone too far. What you've got now, you've got the likes of Rear Mears, and you've got the 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 mm. dreaded Aunt Middleton, and it's all this survival shit. Yeah, that's and it's from like dr- drinking your own drinking your own piss in the woods. Nobody wants but, to see that on no the telly. Yeah, did you ever? For, let me tell you, Dick Turpin lived in the woods practically his whole fucking yeah. life. Did yeah. you ever see him or Swiftnick drink their own piss? Of course you fucking didn't. Or each didn't. other's piss. If you no, saw them drinking, no, they'd just go along to the fucking pub and have a foaming have a pint drink. tankard of ale. Yeah, and then shit in the woods and maybe bury it. And but Robin Hood. You know, Robin Hood, Little John, all the lads, never drinking their own piss or doing any of this other never, Bear Grylls bollocks that they do. Yeah. Are you, are, you, are you a fan of that clip of Bear Grylls when he tries to exact the honey from the bee and then his whole face fucking blows up? I haven't seen that, no. Oh, my God, mate. Someone, a, yeah. a cousin of mine once said to me that everyone's got their favourite thing on the internet. Mine is obviously that Harry Hill clip of Cheryl Cole saying, are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> are you ready? I'm ready. Like that, where... Or, well, it was that until Mr. Blobby on this morning overtook the it. Yeah. This morning. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. But his favourite is just this Bear Grylls thing. Bear Grylls saying he's fu- he's bothering a bunch of fucking wasps or bees. Fuck knows why. Typical yeah. public schoolboy entitlement. Those fucking wasps are just going about their business. Bees, wasping I think they around. are, actually. They're just yeah. fucking wasping around. They've got work to do. They're busy cunts, hence the phrase busy as a bee, right? And he fucking waltzes up, right? Ah, I'm gonna fuck it. Ah, here's some fucking bees. Hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fuck about with them for a bit now, right? And it's thank like, God. Yeah, exactly. Look at them. Look at them. They're pathetic. Look at the size of them. Half of them haven't even been to school, not like me. I'll right? Crush them. Yeah. They're pathetic lower species, right? So he starts fucking around with them. Reckons yeah. he's gonna, I don't know, probably extract some honey. And he and one of them, he goes, oh, just get in there. And he goes, oh, you have to be careful, or they'll sting you. He goes, oh, one's just stung me actually. He stung me in the <clears throat> eye, but he's really trying. I mean, I don't know if you've been stung much by a wasp or bee. I have. 
and just the twice. Yeah, well, actually, yeah, twice, and not since I the last one was the first one when I was about ten, the second one when I was about twelve, and nothing since. Thank God. But, oh, well, my, mine, mine were both adult stings. Really? One was one was at the Stadium of Light. What? During a match on During your own match. fucking home turf. On That's my disgusting. Own yeah, yeah. I think it was, I think we'll play Millwall. Oh, well, um, that makes sense. And there was a wasp. Release the bees. Did you bring... <laughs> yeah, mad dog. Did you bring them bees? Of course I did. Release them now into the omen. Loads of them had died because they're not used to the northern climate. <laughs> the survivors should be able to attack them with any luck. Some of these Sunderland fans will have an anaphylactic attack. <laughs> so, yeah, there was this wasp just flying around. Um, and... I would just sort of try to swat it away. And as I hit it with my hand, it went, fuck that, and stung me. Yeah, that that's, was sting how one number of my, one. that's how one of my stings happened. Sting number two, I was bringing the washing in off the line one mm. day, and there was a, a, a wasp having a nice kip inside a T-shirt mm. that was hanging up. I didn't know it was there. Took the T-shirt down off the line. Sting, sting, sting. Wow. Oh, but the thing is, for decades, I lived in absolute fear of being stung of by a wasp. Mm. It's not that bad. Well, I, right. I was going to say it's agony, but you got to remember, I had it when I was a kid. <laughs> once a kid, once yeah. on my little finger and once on my throat, right? Oh. Like, here, yeah, it just flew into my fucking throat in the playground at school. Mm. It went, Bang. and I went, ah, and I slapped it into my throat. I don't know why. It sort of went like that, hit me, and I went, "Come, bang, ah, it stuck me. And there was a, it's quite funny, actually, because I had to go to sick bay, you know. Although sick there's, bay? There's not much here. I'm going to sick bay, knock, knock, sick bay alert, I've been stung on the throat. Right? <laughs> there was this little, there was this kid, and he was from the year below, and he was a right little rude boy, and he was in there, I don't know what the matter with him was, and we sort of bonded because we were both there sitting with injuries and we got chatting. And after sick that... Sick bay friend! At, after that, we were sick bay friends and he was like the hardest kid in the year below me, right? Mm. But when And so he was quite feared by those kids and um, he would... He, I was forever known to him as... Can you guess? Wasp throat? Beasting. <laughs> And actually, it had been a wasp. And occasionally, I was like, actually, it was a wasp. His name was Dwayne. <laughs> actually, Dwayne, it was a wasp, not a bee. Did yeah, yeah, that's right. Dangerous. Bee sting. Bee sting. <laughs> okay, never mind. Jalapeño. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Jalapeno. As he got older, and I think we left school, he just became. You know, like school years have a lot of significance when you're still at the school and for a couple of years afterwards. So even if the lad's bigger than you, if you know he's from the year below you, there's a line mm. he can't come and give you any shit. But, yeah, yeah, of course. But, but years later, he just was like, you know, a mm. he became what I, the simplest way of me putting it is he became a dangerous local figure, right? Right, okay. 
And one time there was some sort of altercation involving him and some of my mates. And I gave it the old, don't worry, lad. He's me old sick boy, mate. I'll go and smooth this over. And I went, all right, Dwayne, calm it down with you. And he went fucking mad at me. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. Hold up, remember it's me, beasting. And he had no idea what I was on about. And also, respect the year group system. Yeah, but the year group system. God. Uh, other people will get in touch and tell tell us what they did. I think the year group system basically is obsolete three years after leaving school. I think it survives yeah. for three years, but then beyond that, it's all bets are off. You could see someone who's from five years below you, and it, it, yeah. and if it's you know if it's a decade later, all of those uh, rules, those boundaries are gone. They can they can try they can try and take a liberty if they yeah. feel lucky. Well, I mean, the thing is, you know, t- five years down the line or ten years down the line, you could find yourself in a relationship with a woman who's four years younger, let's say, which seems acceptable and you fine. Saw, you but saw Seabucker. But, but then again, but then again, yeah, at school back, and mm. it's like she's in year seven, you're in year 11. That's mm. just mental. Mm. Sick. Arrestable. There was probably. a sketch like that once. I can't remember. It was an American show where... Was, oh yeah, the was, Americans will have done it. It, yeah. it was really grotesque where they were bringing up small girls who were like, <laughs> you know, toddlers to like middle-aged rich men and going, "This, oh, this, this is your second wife." <laughs> <laughs> Congrats! I would like to introduce you yeah. to your second wife. And the guy would yeah. be, "Ah, oh, it's disgusting." And obviously, it was a bit disgusting in approach as a sketch, but there was a serious point yeah. behind it because point to be made about it. very yeah. often that is the age gap. It is. Um, where were we? Uh, John Lampkin, yeah. Um, looking at the massive log on the truck. Then Stan Backgard, who was a Canadian lad. Mm. Uh, he comes off on the pyramid. Um, and at one point he falls and his, his bike just goes with him. And it's just slow. It's a slow and embarrassing demise. And we've all done it. We've all done that thing where you fall off your bike, but you do it really slowly because you oh. try to you try to right yourself, don't you? You try yeah. to salvage it, but you yeah, know you yeah, can't, yeah. and it's just yeah. a gradual fall. Um, we've all done it. We've all been there. Don't worry, stand back, God. I seen someone do it when I had to go and do my um, moped license, and he 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 said, it, and he was he was the oldest man in the group. This is a few years back, not the recent one I did when I was the oldest man in the group, which is awful. <laughs> Um, it, it, he was the oldest man in the group and they said have you done this before and he said uh, yes he, no he goes no I've never ridden a bike before and I, I reckoned he was like in his 50s and they go right okay ride the bike just once around the square right and we were in a sort of a school playground and he rode really wobbly around two sides of the square and then I was thinking the whole way he's going down he was so wobbly and uncomfortable and then he came to a large puddle on the third side of the square. And I could tell he didn't know whether to go through it or go round it. So he just very, he, he got slower and slower and slower as he approached. And then he came to a complete standstill and wobbled for a while. And then really slow, like in super slow motion, he just very slowly tipped over sideways into the puddle. And the bike just fell on top of him, and I felt so obvious that like, you know this man in his fifties just like yeah. sprawled out in a puddle in a playground with a moped on top of him, trapping oh, him in the worst. puddle. Yeah, awful, awful. 
you'd, you'd start a new life, wouldn't you? You'd change you'd your move name, away. find yeah. a new town. You'd have yeah, to move you'd away. You'd have to. Just <laughs> word got round. Yeah, yeah. Your kids, you'd never be able to look at your kids again, would you? No. no. <laughs> Can um, I just tell you, just so, like completely apropos nothing? I, I, the Twitter screen's up in front. Of, the Twitter screen is up in front of me, and someone's just tweeted me. And at this time of year, a uh, huge amount of people just tweet us pictures of them coining, and very often mm. they're not even in it. It's just relentless pictures of a coining machine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's Surprises. fine, it's fun, because obviously we're passionate about coining. Um, but someone called Tom Walsh has just tweeted me, this is a live response to a tweet, because it's caught my eye, because I thought, oh, here's another coining thing. And he's written, first penny in fixture of the season. The tension penny. is palpable, Delaney went. Penny in? Penny fuck? in? Penny in? Are you coming penny in? Is that public school? Something. I, I have no fucking idea. I'm going to reply to you. I don't usually reply to you. So no, don't, no, no, don't, don't. It's just trying to get attention. What? So he it's said penny in on purpose. I think to get so. Attention. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Look at me getting it wrong. Nah, ignore him. Block Engage, him with anything. Engage with me. Yeah. yeah. Penny. We always called it penny in. Well, yeah. Who the fuck's we? You and your mum. We, we always <laughs> called it penny in rugby. Penny pen pen sometimes. No, yeah, no. all right, you're right. Good job you were here and I asked you about this live because I might have him. I might have got in too deep there, mate. Yeah, don't give him the oxygen of publicity he clearly craves. Um <laughs> onwards John Reynolds from Tadcaster, who was the winner of Kickstart Series One. Mm. Uh and he does the logs um the opposite way around. There's the logs, isn't there? And then there's the staircase. Yeah. And you can choose. Oh yeah, you can you choose, yeah. Uh, there's the bit where he does the drop-off. Peter Purvis says, the drop-off sounds like an instruction rather than a name, which mm. it d- doesn't really. Classic Purvis. Um, uh, foraging for something to say A classic there. Purvis bon mot. Yeah. Reynolds uh, fucks the staircase. He slips off on the log. He's going too fast. By this point, the course has just taken up residence in his head. Um, he's doing that thing where you fuck up and you just try and get it over with. Mm, oh, um, you try and rush not, to the end. Like when you have to stand worse. up in class and read something yeah. and, it, and it starts going badly and your face starts to burn with shame and then you yeah. think, I'm just going to read this at a thousand miles per hour and then it'll yeah. be over. And then it yeah. just makes it worse. You make it's more errors. And, and then again, you and have to leave school and possibly leave, leave town. Start, you change your name, start in a new town. Mm. Yeah. Um, what's he called Reynolds Reynolds bike gets stuck his chain comes off um, and it's a round of six minutes five seconds which is just disastrous of course the freeze frame of shame should be deployed there so we don't have to watch it all Uh, that's the end of round one Eddie Lejeune's 50 seconds ahead of everyone else Mm. hard to see how anyone's going to overcome that so it's round two where they do the course again but in reverse um Peter Purvis is standing on the drop-off plank. Um, and then they show one of the lads having an accident on it, John Reynolds again. Uh, they don't even bother to show the rest of his round. Uh, <laughs> we're almost hurrying this along in the yeah. sense of what we just said. They're not gonna they're not gonna fuck about with these, these well, lads. Like, can we get this moving? The producer's yeah. like, Well, Peter, we are obliged to deliver a minimum of 28 minutes of broadcast material under the terms of our BBC contract. Yeah, well, fucking get some general shots of some logs. They'll fucking eat that 
Me and Stites will add lib at the end. We'll fill a timer, yeah. don't worry. We're pros. I'm fucking... You pro- saw what we did. <laughs> you saw what we did with our feet up on the logs earlier on. We'll do that again. I'll do one of those manoeuvres. I'm fucking parched. I learnt that off of Noxus, actually. So what you like about Noxy. He's great with a log and a leg. <laughs> I'm fucking parched. The sooner we're down that bell and crown, the fucking better. Can we just cut some of these fucking stunts short? <laughs> um, what happens then? We we get uh, Harold Crawford made a mess of the pallets. Jeremy Craggs had a disaster on the moving logs. We've got Stan Backguard who then gets stuck going up the massive log cylinder thing and he just goes back down um, and we're not sure whether that counts as a foul or not Peter Purvis says uh, he's looking for a ruling there each rider must make a genuine attempt and it's quite clear by this point that the softly spoken American Jack States who has designed this course mm. Lejeune aside, he has fucked these lads over, good and proper. They <laughs> yeah. are not up to the it's standard way of this too, course. It's way too challenging for them. Um, we don't get to see the rest of Stan Backguard's round. He, he got excluded. He missed an exit gate. Um, <laughs> uh, Purvis per- per- says, uh, a long trip from Canada <laughs> with no reward. <laughs> <laughs> you absolute cunt, Purvis. <laughs> <laughs> Get back on the boat you came on. And we only Fuck fucking off. we only cover costs for economy fare as well. <laughs> so his back will be fucked by the time he gets back to Toronto. Or or what other other fucking colonial shithole he crawled out from. <laughs> A long trip from Canada <laughs> with no reward. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, John Lumpkin. Um, a nice bit of skill from John Lampkin hopping his bike backwards to get a good run up at those big cotton reel cylinders mm. on the truck nice to see that but still a couple of faults in her in his round uh, 6 minutes 42 and then we, we we end with Eddie Lejeune we end where we began because they're starting with the slowest through to the fastest Lejeune is just as good uh, as he was forwards doing it backwards. Um, Purvis says, he's embarrassingly good. <laughs> and he's right. He says, That's the right cho- choice of words because he he's embarrassed yeah. everyone involved in the show. He completely is. Yeah, he's embarrassed Jack States as well. Purvis says, he coaxes the bike, bends the knees, drags it on. <laughs> all the terminology yeah, there. Yeah, he's got it all, hasn't he? But he, che- comes off the he cheeses and cajoles the bike yeah. as if it were a woman, a coquettish <laughs> lady. <laughs> Brings it under his control and uh-huh. makes sweet, sweet love uh-huh. to it. Fixes it in his hypnotic glare. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lejeune does come off the log again. They've all come off the log. That's States' uh, victory. But just a 20-second penalty. Five minutes, nine seconds in total. The winner of the heat. Um, Lampkin also qualifies in second place. And uh, that's that's the end of the episode. And they, they, they then tee up next week. And Purvis tells us that next time, Steve Saunders, the Englishman who is pushing Eddie Lejeune in the World Championships this year. Um, there's an undercurrent of very pro-English. Of course. British. Um, feeling and um, Purvis then says uh, there's another Englishman a Scot 
two Belgians and a Swede. <laughs> 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 Which just sounds like, sounds like the first line of a shit joke, doesn't it? <laughs> he's really dismissive. The way he says yeah. after English, he spits out the other nationalities, doesn't he? Yeah. With disdain. A Swede. As that a bloody Swede of all things. I ask you. What a bloody. <laughs> oh, we're really scraping the barrel here, aren't we? Yeah, can't imagine the Swedes going to have the strength to get on the bike in the first place. Let <laughs> alone ride it in a straight line. <laughs> He's had a bloody bit uh, of pickled fish on a rye cracker for his breakfast. <laughs> what bloody hope does he have? I tell you what, um, there are a bunch of bloody communists in Sweden. They're probably not allowed motorbikes. Probably banned. <laughs> so it's always dark there, isn't it? <laughs> um, and that's it. The, the credits roll, and the credits are incredibly brief. There's just the commentators, Purvis and States the event organiser and the producer. Nobody else gets a credit at all. We run a a tight ship here, lean to. Yeah. All it really requires is me, Stites, and a couple of cunts with a fucking clipboard (laughs) and a microphone. Uh, We all get to wet our beak a little bit more, if you know what I mean. (laughs) More of a bite into the trough. More of a bite to go round from RTB's (laughs) coffers. (laughs) <laughs> and I don't forget to mention the don't forget to mention the kickback from Norwich Union Insurance. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck knows how we managed to slip that one past the BBC <laughs> regulators, but we did. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. That's your Kickstart Odyssey. Uh, and there we go. Um, I might sit down and watch the rest of the series. It looks like good viewing. There's plenty of other Kickstart stuff on YouTube if you want to watch it. Junior Kickstart's on there as well, which was always good. So uh, there you go. Thank you very much. We'll start a new Odyssey next week. Fuck knows what it'll be. But it'll be brilliant. That's a guarantee. Thank you and goodbye. Goodbye. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started 